Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. It's Friday, July 8th. I'm Oscar Ramirez in Los Angeles, and this is The Daily Dive. Robert Cremo III, the suspect in the Highland Park shooting, was able to purchase guns legally despite a suicide attempt in April of 2019 and another incident where Highland Park police were called to his family home after he threatened to kill everyone. In 2020 and 2021, he passed four different background checks that cleared him to purchase the firearms after his father co-signed for him. Monica Eng, reporter at Axios Chicago, joins us for how Cremo legally bought his guns. Next, as we approach the midterm elections and beyond, a possible shadow race for 2024 that is developing is the back and forth between California Governor Gavin Newsom and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Newsom just took out a $100,000 ad in Florida taking a shot at Florida's politics, and Republicans are eager to have that fight with him. Jeremy White, California politics reporter at Politico, joins us for the growing political ambitions for these two governors. Finally, with all of our data constantly in jeopardy, you might want to consider scrubbing your info from the internet. Well, the bad news is that you'll never fully be able to delete everything online. More bad news? It's going to take time, money, and patience. Heather Kelly, tech reporter at The Washington Post, joins us for what to know about deleting your data. It's news without the noise. Let's dive in. Like, that's, that's, all, that's all it was. They come send phone to allow my son to go through the process. They do background checks, whatever it entails. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. And either you're approved or uh, denied. And he was approved. Joining us now is Monica Eng, reporter at Axios Chicago. Thanks for joining us, Monica. Thank you. Well, we're all still trying to figure out exactly what happened in the Highland Park shooting. There's a lot of questions still swirling around. We have heard that the suspect, Robert Cremo III, admitted fault in this. He's confessed to all of this. So we'll see how all of this develops. But, you know, as I mentioned, lots of questions. The firearm used in this uh, in this shooting was obtained legally. And again, the questions always come, how was somebody like this able to obtain guns legally? There was a couple things in his past that suggest maybe he shouldn't have been allowed to. But again, uh, as we've seen time and time again, if somebody doesn't prosecute him, if somebody doesn't say, hey, we need this taken out and you know, kind of create that red flag, things don't get put in the system and then they're able to get guns. So Specifically, in his past, he had a suicide attempt and then another incident with police where his family said that he was trying to kill everybody. So, uh, Monica, let's talk about these things and then we'll talk about how everything slipped through the cracks still. 
Yeah, I mean, it is a disturbing list of events when you hear it ticked off because in April 2019, the Highland Park police were called to his family's house after he'd had a suicide attempt. In September 2019, Highland Park police again were called to the family house because he had, quote, threatened to kill everyone. That time they confiscated 16 knives, a dagger and a sword. Um, and yet... Four months later, the Illinois State Police granted him his permit to buy guns. And in Illinois, they have uh, an interesting thing. They have what's called an FOID card, F-O-I-D, right. which is a firearm yeah. owner's identification card. And that's the thing that uh, you know really allows you to purchase the gun. He went through four firearm purchase background checks between 2020 and 2021. So to get the FOID card, you can't get it on your own until you're 21, but his father sponsored him and co-signed for him when he was 19. That would make his father liable for any damages that happened with those firearms until he turned 21, and he turned 21 nine months ago. And so he was able to get the FOID card with the sponsorship of his father, who sponsored him three months after the I'm going to kill everybody. The father's lawyer has told the press that the father did not know about the 2019 incident where he threatened to kill everyone and had his knives taken away. And yet the Illinois State Police say, actually, he did know all about it. In fact, he came back to the Highland Park Police and said, hey, those are my knives. I want them back. I just had my son holding them for, quote, safekeeping. Right. So it's pretty clear he did know about it, and yet he did co-sign and sponsor his son to get the gun permit. And then I asked Illinois State Police, I said, why did you grant it? They said that the family never pressed formal charges when he made those death threats. And on top of that, a mental health professional never filed paperwork that would have made him uneligible for that FOID card, and he was not committed. Cremo's father spoke to ABC News, and he says that he thinks that whole uh, threat of killing everybody, he said that was taken out of context, and his sister called it in. He, he likened it to a child's outburst. And, and as you mentioned, so he knew about it, and then he still sponsored uh, his kid for the FOID card. I think the Illinois State Police said that they're going to conduct an investigation into this. Yeah, and let's see what they find. But at this point, they said, we followed the letter of the law, and you know, based on what we had officially on the record... We could not deny him the FOIA card. But, you know, it should be noted that the Highland Park Police reported him to the Illinois State Police as a clear and present danger in September 2019. A little bit more on uh, the father's involvement in all this, because, you know, he's obviously trying to protect himself, saying, you know, he's not culpable in this. Again, speaking to ABC News, he said he, he signed consent for his son to go through this process. And he was talking about the Illinois State Police. He said, they do the background checks, whatever that entails. I'm not exactly sure. And you're either approved or denied. And he was approved. So he's throwing it back on the whole background check system to limit his liability, obviously. And again, but that that is another problem. You know, it's tough to get anything going with expanded background checks. But increasingly, we're having to see that, you know, maybe we should start looping in social media as part of these background checks. Because we saw, we already heard a lot of the bad stuff that Cremo III was putting online. He had music videos that showed mass killings, that showed him being killed in, in a police shootout, that showed the aftermath of a school shooting. Those are very disturbing images, but I guess you have to say what can count against you when they are deciding whether or not you can obtain a firearm. Apparently, none of these things rose to that level.
We're going through this process right now with Congress and passing new gun legislation, expanded background checks for people in this age range, and you know more uh, you know red flag laws hopefully across the country. But again, these things designed to catch people like this, it still wouldn't have worked in these cases because nothing was flagged officially by police or people pressing charges, family members. All very unfortunate, uh, but something that we need to get, get a handle of because, as I mentioned, it's just happening all too much. So we've talked to Democratic lawmakers who'd like to see an assault weapons ban. It should be noted that this type of weapon actually wasn't even considered an assault weapon. Um, it is semi-automatic. And so you would need to have a semi-automatic weapon ban to get rid of something like this Smith & Wesson M15. Also, we talked to some Republican lawmakers. They said, well, we think if you've had your knives taken away, you shouldn't be able to buy a gun. So both of those things might have been able to stop it, but the law as it stands right now would not have stopped him. Monica Eng, reporter at Axios Chicago. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Freedom is under attack in your state. Your Republican leaders, they're banning books, making it harder to vote, restricting speech in classrooms, even criminalizing women and doctors. I urge all of you living in Florida to join the fight or join us in California, where we still believe in freedom. Joining us now is Jeremy White, California politics reporter at Politico. Thanks for joining us, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. Well, let's talk about what's going on right now. We're, we're heading into the midterms. You know, after that happens, it's really going to shape what is going to happen for the 2024 race, the big one. We've already heard about President Biden. His team says he's going to be running again. Donald Trump, we still have yet to be seen, but signs point to maybe, yes, a big possibility. We'll see when we get there. But right now, what we're also seeing is kind of this shadow race in 2024 with California Governor Gavin Newsom and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. The two have been sparring back and forth on a range of issues, coronavirus, all sorts of stuff. Even what we've seen lately with out of the Supreme Court action on guns, abortion and whatnot. And we also saw California Governor Gavin Newsom take out a $100,000 ad in Florida telling Floridians that their uh, freedom's at stake and come to California and whatnot. So the two have just kind of been going back and forth. And a lot of people are saying this could be setting something else up pretty big. I think that in this moment, it is more likely that we see Ron DeSantis running for president in 2024 than Gavin Newsom. I think there's no doubt that Governor Newsom's an ambitious guy who would be interested in running for president. I think given that Joe Biden is in the White House and that Vice President Kamala Harris, a fellow Californian, would be in line behind Joe Biden should he not run, I think that creates more obstacles for Gavin Newsom. Ron DeSantis, of course, there's the question of whether former President Trump will run again, but I would say he has a clear path and uh, similarly some some pretty clear uh, interest in and so what do we make of this ad that Newsom dropped in Florida? You know, a lot of people say it was actually kind of a smart move because you make a big splash with it, right? And you get so much more publicity out of it because everybody starts covering it nationally. It raises his profile, the, his uh, his name recognition. So a lot of people say, you know, it's kind of a smart move. But I mean, in Florida, nobody thinks really that it has any impact. I don't think anybody says it's really going to inspire any Floridians to move out of the state and come to California. I think whatever the intended outcome of that ad, whether you think Gavin Newsom is setting up a potential presidential run, whether you think he is simply seeking to boost his national profile, whether you think he's trying to lure Floridians to California, that last one, as you said, pretty unlikely. 
I think it's a pretty smart political move because, as you said, he spent a small fraction of his reelection account, money that he's not going to need too much because he faces very strong chances of winning a second term. And for a, a six-figure investment, he got enormous media coverage. I mean, you and I are talking about this sure. right now. People in political land distinguish between paid media and what's called earned media, which is essentially buzz and coverage and attention. And he generated a lot of that with this. And so I tend to think that even beyond the presidential question, which is, of course, what everyone has, this is kind of a minimal downside move that boosts Gavin Newsom's profile and does something that he has always done, which is seek to use red states and Republicans as a point of contrast with California and to say, here's the California way. Do you want that way or do you want our way? We just did a story recently in the podcast. Uh, this is uh, information coming out of the Wall Street Journal where they said red states are faring better post-pandemic, especially Florida. Florida's doing so well right now economically because people have been moving out. Uh, California, one of the states where a lot of people have been moving from. And uh, Florida, uh, the beneficiary of a lot of people moving out. So, you know, California also has its problems, homelessness. We're talking about the shrinking population there. So Republicans are ready to have that fight even with Gavin Newsom on that front. I think Republicans are eager to have that fight. As you said, a lot of the responses from Republicans in Florida and beyond was Florida is gaining population. California is losing population. We're happy to have this debate. I think in ways it's politically advantageous for both of them, as when you would see Donald Trump and Gavin Newsom trading antagonistic tweets, it's good politics for both sides. Every politician thrives on having a foil to create a sense of contrast. And so whether you're Ron DeSantis or Gavin Newsom, this creates that sense of contrast and it allows you to tell your base, don't listen to this person. You know, our way is better. And do you really want to live in insert opposing state here? Ron DeSantis in Florida, better poised to make a run for the presidency. There's a, a few more obstacles in Gavin Newsom's way. But, you know, even, you know, when we talk about Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and other leaders in the Democratic Party, you know, who really is there? So maybe he, uh, his big focus is making that name. Maybe the play is a few more years down the road. But as you mentioned, right, he's an ambitious guy. We'll, we'll see what, what he wants to do. For now, Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom are both kind of preoccupied with getting reelected right now for their governorships. And they're both saying, really, we're not planning on running in 2024. And of course, Gavin Newsom has to say that. I think that I, I really do believe that he has a very narrow path to being president, largely because of Kamala Harris. That said, of course, he's going to say he's not interested. He's not going to go out there and say, yes, I want to um, <laughs> right. replace the incumbent president <laughs> or, uh, you know, leap over my fellow Californian, you know, the first black woman to be vice president. So he's saying the things he needs to say. I tend to believe, as I said, that it's, it would be a very difficult path for him. But, you know, I think at a minimum, you can say he is creating some options for himself. Jeremy White, California politics reporter at Politico. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., 
I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So search for yourself. Search for your name plus your address, your name plus your cell number, your name plus any sensitive information, and see if there's any hits for that. And those are the things you're going to want to focus on trying to remove from Google. And they have a whole new form to do it on. Joining us now is Heather Kelly, tech reporter at The Washington Post. Thanks for joining us, Heather. Thanks for having me. Well, privacy concerns have always been around, more so now than ever, as we've seen so many things taking place. There's just a lot of concerns about what information could be used against us. And one of the things uh, I found interesting, you wrote an article, Heather, about how to scrub yourself from the internet the best you can, because you can't really completely take yourself off of there somehow. But uh, it's just uh, some interesting things, some uh, important things for people to know. First of all, how hard and how much you have to work at doing it and what to do there. So Heather, tell us a little bit more about it. There's basically a ton of ways to try and get yourself on the internet. That's the good news. There are forms you can fill out, requests you can like give to these companies. The bad news, it'll probably be like a full-time job if you're to be really efficient at it. It also helps to be in a place that has really good protections, privacy protections for people. So you suggested starting off with Google. I mean, it's the number one search engine. Everybody goes to it. Everybody uses it. And uh, you suggest with starting off with just kind of a simple Google search for your name. Exactly. And like, we won't pretend like we don't all do this anyways, but you, you really want to search for yourself and see what's out there. And what you're considering in this situation isn't like what ad companies know about me or what law enforcement can find out. This is really what other normal people might be able to find if they had some time and wanted to look me up on the internet, maybe harass me. So search for yourself, search for your name plus your address, your name plus your cell number, your name plus any sensitive information and see if there's any hits for that. And those are the things you're going to want to focus on trying to remove from Google. And they have a whole new form to do it on. What do you do for some of those websites that are kind of like, not necessarily LinkedIn specifically, but those types of things, those kind of public records websites? So what's really frustrating about this is that you can remove things from there. They all have request forms you can fill out, but they're constantly being repopulated. And it's something you almost have to do at least once a year to really keep yourself off the internet. And then for the public sites, you know, like places that show you, you sold your house, or you bought a house. Those are picked up by data aggregators and these Spokio kind of weird search somebody, you know, from high school. sites. Yeah, and yeah exactly. It just replicates. It's like a, a, a Star Trek episode with the Tribbles. It's just Tribbles, Tribbles. And they're just it's going <laughs> to be everywhere. It's going to be really hard to get rid of that information unless you're really on top of it. Well, so as you said, as you mentioned, Google has a form you can ask to request uh, certain information be taken down. Another thing you can do is opt out of sharing your data in a bunch of different places, too. 
Opting out is really going to be most useful for these really big data collection companies. You've got Experian, Equifax, Epsilon Data Management. You've heard of some of their names, maybe not all of them. You can find a list at the Privacy Rights Clearinghouse. Problem is there's going to be hundreds of them, but like pick the biggest ones. Start there. And again, like I mentioned earlier, it's really easier if you live someplace that's kind of looking out for your privacy rights. That's going to be the European Union and California right now. There are some other states with things in the works or a few smaller privacy regulations, but those are the real places where you can make a difference. Yeah. California has the California Consumer Privacy Act. So you can tell companies, hey, you know, I want you to uh, delete my data. And then they're required to go and through that. You have to submit request forms for all that. But, you know, that's the steps you got to take there. You also mentioned limit what you put online. Now, that one's so tough, right? I mean, (laughs) uh, uh, you know, if you're anything doing anything on social media, you're putting your data out there. Anytime you download an app and you want to use, you know, a fun new app or even a banking, anything, you're always giving up some of your personal information by doing so. It's interesting you mentioned apps. I feel like we're really excited about smartphones still. And we have these app stores, unlimited, cool looking apps. Trust very few of them. You don't know who made them most of the time. You don't read the privacy policy. Nobody does. It's fine. You don't know what they're doing with your information. And so I think people, one really important step is to be way more cautious when you're picking out the apps you want on your phone. And one easy thing you can do is if you have a new app and it says share contacts, say no, just say no. There'll be other ways to use it. Even if it's TikTok, you can use TikTok without giving it your contacts. Just say no. One of the last things that you suggest as another option is use a third party service. Now these are going to cost you money. They're usually kind of subscription based. I mean, in some ways you're like, is this a scam? Are they the ones also putting our information out there and then charging it to take us back down? But there are a few legitimate services out there. Delete Me is one of the most reputable ones. I actually use it myself. And they constantly comb through all these data brokers, through all these websites. And the company's also honest that like, even they can't get everything, even a paid team of professional data deleters can't get everything about you off the internet. But this is important if you're concerned about harassment, if you're you know, coming out of, of an abusive relationship, any reasons like that, it might be worth it to sign up even for a year or two, just to try and really minimize what's out there about you on the internet. Heather Kelly, tech reporter at the Washington Post. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. That's it for today. Join us on social media at Daily Dive Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Leave us a comment, give us a rating, and tell us the stories that you're interested in. Follow us on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of The Daily Dive is produced by Victor Wright and engineered by Tony Sorrentino. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this was your Daily Dive. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. 
Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts a rested child is a happy child Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories.